This is The Sam Alex Show. Mike Weinberg, president and founder of Moonlight Venture Group and Nightscape in Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. Mike, how you doing? I am so good and glad to be here. Thank you, Sam. How are you? Mr. Should I call you Mr. President? Eh, I like, I, you know, some people call me that. Actually, ironically, several people have started calling me that uh, recently. But um, <laughs> no, I tend, to, I tend to go back to Mike. Uh, I prefer Mike. So, Where are you from originally? Uh, I'm born and raised in Los Angeles, actually, where I am currently uh, for a couple of days. I finally, you know, I'm fully vaccinated. My family, my mom, my grandma, everyone's finally fully vaccinated. So we got to see each other for the first time in over a year. So I'm, I'm super happy to be out here for a couple of days and I'll be back in Nashville uh, next weekend. So I'm excited to come back. Uh, ExploreNightscape.com, the place to go for people to learn about your amazing new venue. Tell me about it in one sentence. And then I want to talk about your history, and then we'll talk more about why you're here, which is plug in your amazing new venue that people can see, touch and feel uh, in Nashville. So in a sentence, what is ExploreNightscape.com? In one sentence, Nightscape is a new entertainment venue uh, that's opening at the former 12th and Porter space in the Gulch in downtown Nashville, where we're going to have built-in projection mapping, other sensory elements where we're creating these amazing immersive events and experiences, all sorts of different kinds. And uh, I'll obviously get into that a little later when we talk more about it, but that is the, the crux of what it is. I can't wait to have Keith Urban at your opening because I feel like that's yes. what he was discovered. Many other artists there too. Uh, yep. Porter, that, man, iconic uh, intersection. And I feel like there's a bunch of movies I've seen that kind of have what you're talking about. Like there's some scenes in movies where it's like a really fancy dinner or it's someone's gala event or a wedding. You know what I'm talking about? Or that's just in my yep. imagination? Yep. No, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. I, I guess the reason I'm thinking of movies is, Mike Weinberg, you are a movie Hollywood superstar. Do you want me to list off your resume or do you want me to, uh, or do you want to do it? If you, it, up to you. If you want to talk about it, you can go through it and then I can, I can uh, you know, add any color to it that anything you want to talk about specifically. It, it says 18 credits. Is that correct? Well, I believe if you're on IMDb, I believe that IMDb actually doesn't account for commercials and voiceovers. So there are a few more that I don't believe are on there, but from TV and movies, I think that's correct. Okay. Yeah. And, I mean, I feel, and I feel like that's where people can make the most movie potential, most money potentially voiceovers, commercials. Definitely. It depends on the caliber of commercial and caliber of voiceover. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was definitely something that I did quite a bit of as well. Let me go through um, it real quick. Starting in 99. Yep. Oh, baby. Chicken Soup for the Soul. ER, Judging Amy. Uh, two Girls, a Guy in a Pizza Place. Family Law, Dark Angel, Life is a House. Stolen Summer, Billy West Jr. on Seventh Heaven. Yep. Boom. Uh, spooky House, Wonderful World of Disney. Kevin McAllister. And Home Alone 4. That's you on the cover. That's oh, me on the cover. That was uh, crazy to think that that was... Um... 20 years ago uh, and about next year. I mean, that literally shot that 20 years ago and it's just wild to, to think back on that. Is there going to be a big um, 20th anniversary? On Disney I, I, I doubt it. I doubt it. But, you know, we actually shot that movie in Cape Town, South Africa. Uh, so I got to spend over two months in Cape Town and it was really, you know, an awesome, awesome experience. One of the coolest places I've ever been and somewhere I've been dying to go back to. And, um, you know, it, that's one of the kind of coolest things I think about doing all of these different movies and shooting them all over the world. You know, I, I shot one show in Chicago or a movie in Chicago. I shot a show, two shows in Vancouver, shot one in New York, shot one in Virginia, kind of all over the place, obviously Cape Town being the highlight. But I think that was one of the cooler things about acting was the amount of different things I got to see as a kid, uh, different places, people I got to meet. That was one of the cooler things I would say. Don't answer just yet, but yeah, I'm curious if uh, production 
puts you in a hotel or it's like, I guess this was before Airbnbs, but yeah, I'm curious if it's a house or a hotel where all the cast lives together. Don't answer that just yet. I'm going through the rest of your credits after Home Alone 4, Lone Ranger, Touch Em All McCall, Line of Fire, played Tyler and Scrubs, and most recently, 2006, The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Yep. That's it. That was, that was the end. You <laughs> or the Macaulay Culkin have a connection because I, I interviewed uh, Brenda Song a couple times. Who They're married, have a child. Um, oh, I, I actually had no idea of that. Yeah. I, I guess you've been away from the world. I have been away from the world. 15, 15 years, I guess you could say, which is a crazy to say how long that's been. But, so, uh, yeah, is Brenda Song I, on Sweet Life of Zach and Cody? She was, and I was, she was on the episode that I was on. So, yes, I did, I did meet her, talk to her, uh, but that was obviously many years ago. Uh, she was such a good interview. I mean, that was a long time ago. Such a great personality. And uh, all right, back to so, how does that work when you're filming shows that does, or in movies? It's production. Put the whole cast and crew in one house. Everyone's roommates, or they just a hotel. Everyone's like on the same floor. Or how does that work? It's mostly if you're if you're traveling. It's mostly hotels. You know, when I shoot something in LA, I would go from my house. Um, occasionally, if it was like pretty far away, it might be a hotel. But typically, yeah, it's a hotel. Um, you stay, you know, around most of the cast and crew and depending on the bigger stars, we'll get bigger rooms, higher up, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, in Cape Town specifically, we were on a hotel in the water for two months, over two months. And it was just, I mean, it was pretty oh, magnificent. Wow. It was a lot of it was paparazzi awesome. and, and, and the locals were trying to get selfies and stuff. On, well, 2002. So there wasn't a lot of selfies going on yet. Um, but it was, we, there were, you know, we would go out and meet people and, and it wasn't as much like, bombarding us there but when we would go out as a group and you know introduce to local groups around we would we would meet people and um it was it was pretty cool i mean being a kid and doing a lot of that stuff was pretty really interesting i just know you as mike the entrepreneur and, and super cool person have you ever talked about your your life as a child actor publicly before honestly i don't think so uh i i was just thinking about it. i think this is the first time it's something that i typically you know, growing up in LA, you're around a lot of that. And so it's not as um, often that it's like a thing that people want to talk about. And so I don't, I kind of just never really talked about it until I went to college. And I realized that that was just something people loved to talk about. And it, and it wasn't that I was against talking about it. It just, I had never really experienced it early in my life because of the LA connection. And so, uh, you know, it, it ebbs and flows. Sometimes people love to introduce me as, this is Mike, by the way, he was in Home Alone 4. I would say that's the <laughs> most common introduction I get. Um, and then, uh, now I hope it becomes eventually Mike. This is Mike who found a nightscape. Yeah. Uh, maybe it'll be Mike who found a nightscape and he was also in home alone for it. And I'm, I'm cool with that. Honestly, if I can get both in the same sentence, I'm doing something right. So what are the roles you're most, uh, people recognize you most for home alone fourth out of doubt is number one. Uh, number two is probably sweet life. Zach and Cody. Number three would be scrubs. Number four would be, uh, four would be, I don't know. Oh, it's probably seventh heaven. Probably seventh heaven. That was when I. That's one of those when people find out in seventh. Who were you in seventh heaven? Oh, I was Billy West Jr., Andrew Keegan's son, Jessica Beale. You know, when light bulbs go off, usually when I say that one, um, that's so, the one that usually people realize later. So Jessica Beale was your mom. Jessica Beale was my dad's girlfriend. So was my, you know, mom figure. I guess you could say. And actually, in the show, I remember saying to her, you know, can I call you mommy? And it was like, you know, the music comes in and then it fades out and goes to commercial. And it was just like, yeah, that's, that, that's about where that landed. And I don't think it went much further after that. So I don't think I ever called her mommy. So basically you're saying Justin Timberlake is your stepfather. 
you know, if by the, by the, uh, transitive property, maybe, um, <laughs> I honestly don't hate it, but, uh, yeah, he's, uh, they're, they're, they're amazing. I mean, Jessica Biel is awesome, like such a wonderful person. Um, so I would assume that the two of them together are even more wonderful. Would be are, are you in touch with anyone from the cast? Cause we got to get Justin at your opening. He has a place. <laughs> yeah. He's on the board to bring a professional, you know, major league baseball team to Nashville. He supports entrepreneurs in, in Tennessee. He, I would love to talk to him. I think he'd be an awesome person to talk to, to, to about this and what we're doing. Uh, I think he'd appreciate it. Uh, in terms of talking to other people on and off over the years, you know, I, I maintain some relationships with some people, but you know, I was so young, it's just a different when you get older and you know, it's not quite the same. Um, but yeah, I would, I would love to talk to him. You know, if he's listening, Justin, if you're listening, you know, let me know. Let me would love to, would love to chat. hundred percent. Jessica remembers you. Like she knows who you are. Yeah. I mean, I've got, yeah, I've got pictures with her. She came to our, she came to one of my movie premieres that we threw to benefit my elementary school, uh, in 2002 also. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, she was around, I've got a lot of, a lot of, a lot of fond memories, a lot of cool pictures, a lot of interesting conversations, uh, back in those days. Did you have any, uh, any famous people at your bar mitzvah? Uh, please. Name no, them. no. Okay. <laughs> I would say no, but, but, you know, at the bar mitzvah, everyone has a, uh, like a cult, like a photo montage of some kind uh -huh. and both uh, my brother and me and my brother was also an actor. Our montages were filled with like actors and people we worked with being like, congrats on your bar mitzvah. In fact, my brother, my brother was in, um, two Rob Schneider movies. He was in bench warmers and the hot chick. And, uh, my brother's bar mitzvah was when Rob Schneider was shooting 50 first dates um, and he's got like the one eye and like the whole like get up. And, uh, in that, uh, he, you know, he's like, Hey Matt, you know, congrats on your bar mitzvah. And he's like wearing that. It was, that was a pretty special moment. I don't, I don't think there's anything as funny in mine, but as many also same kind of, you know, congrats kind of things from those types of people. So that was pretty cool. That's so cool. I, I just interviewed L King. He's a musician who's Rob Schneider's daughter. Yes, She's yes, hilarious. yes. hilarious. Like you can totally I mean, tell that they're related and she has a place now in Nashville and we got to get her to your opening as well. Let's make this star get, studded. Get her, get her in. Yeah. She's uh, I, I was around her cause like we had the rap parties and stuff. I mean, I'm sure I met her a handful of times. And again, I was, I was a kid at a rap party, you know, in two, 2004, five, six. Uh, so I don't, she, I'm sure would not remember me, but you know, hanging around them. So that, that would be great. And that's awesome to hear that she's in Nashville too. Back to the celebrity shout out to Bar Mitzvahs. Was that the thing? Like all your friends, they would, it would, everyone's like trying to top each other or it would be like a grandparent and saying, we're proud of you. Yeah. I, I would say a little bit of both. I think, I mean, there were some, there were some big, you know, there's some impressive parties and some impressive events that people put together. I mean, I, I mine, I, I like play drums at it. I, you know, I was all about the lighting and, and creating, I gave everyone those like neon wearables. I gave like hundreds, I mean, thousands of them. I just like ordered them on eBay, which I love to do. And I would just, there was, it was, how can you make it glamorous, you know, as a, as a kid. And to me, that was, that was the best way to do it. Um, which was awesome, but I miss those days. I'm actually going to a bar mitzvah, my cousin's bar mitzvah this weekend in New Jersey. Um, that is, uh, which is, I don't, I can't remember. It's been a while since I've been to a bar or bat mitzvah and I'm very much looking forward to it. They are always a blast. Right on. Uh, why did you stop acting after Sweet Life of Zach and Cody? Ultimately, you know, I've been doing it for a number of years and it was so, you know, big in the development of my life. And I think when I was, got to about that age, I really started to have interest in other things, most specifically music and, um, you know, 
concerts, experiences, production, lighting, DJing, all that kind of stuff became really something I wanted to focus on more. And, and look, acting is, you know, you look, you read off the credits and it's great, but you know, of the 18 things that are on there, I mean, I must've gone on 2000 auditions, you know, you get, you get turned down enough times, you have enough close calls. I mean, huge movies that I was almost in and other shows that I was almost in and just like some life-changing moments that you look at. And I think after doing that for so long, you just kind of are like, you know, if, is this what I want to do and spend my life doing? And, you know, I really felt like there was another area that I wanted to explore. And so I just sort of slowly kind of let that fade and then brought in uh, all the new stuff um, around that time when I was like 2006, 2007. Doesn't that make you stronger now? Like you're, uh, you get used to hearing the word no. Like it just makes you uh, stay focused and you don't sweat the small things. As, as an entrepreneur, it is and it's not talked about enough from an entrepreneur perspective, how, how, how the ups and downs and how there's all these wonderful things that are happening. And there's just so much that's really difficult to navigate. And I think, I think doing the acting thing and auditioning, 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 when you're fundraising or when you're, you know, going for partnerships or different deals and you're talking to people that, that is similar in that, that feeling of no. And then you just, you know, okay, well, I know how to internalize that. And then I move on to the next uh, but it, I mean, it, it still hurts, you know, when someone says no, it hurts, it hurts as much as if they said no 20 years ago, it hurts as much today, but I understand how to sort of, um, which takes a lot of practice, how to, and I still work at it, how to maintain sort of an equilibrium, not, not getting too high or too low, but kind of staying in the middle, which is just, it's, I mean, it's important for anything, but especially with entrepreneurial fundraising, all of that and acting hundred percent. Absolutely. Uh, do you get to go to Disney world, Disneyland for free? <laughs> no, I don't. I actually... I no, I don't. I, I wish I did because I think we all know that that it's is so one many movies most expensive on things ABC, you can do. I feel like it'd be a life membership. I know, I know, and Disney. I mean, the Sweet Life was on Disney. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good call. I might as well call my quote unquote publicist, which I I don't have. Uh, but I'll call somebody. <laughs> somebody should help me with that. Well, just get a, a Belmont intern, and then they're yeah. your publicist. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually not, not, again, not a bad idea. So, I mean, you can't change the past, can only change the future. We want forward momentum, um, but just curious, what are some of those roles you almost got? You made it to a final audition for a TV show or movie. Couple ones. Uh, one of the ones that I, I well, two that I would, I would highlight. One was early on. Um, I was very, very, very far in the process of getting cast for Dewey and Malcolm in the Middle. Um, that one, uh, went to the very end and then it, it ended up not being me. And you can just, again, one of those life-changing moments, uh, same thing with night at the museum. That was another one that I was, I was this, this close. And by this, I, I realize I'm on, I'm on audio. I'm holding my fingers very, very close together. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you look back at those moments and you, you learned a lot. I, I know what I did right. I know what I did wrong. I know why. And sometimes it's just out of your control. I mean, I think the most common common response I would always get was, uh, you're not, you're not the right look. That was always the thing. It's just, you're, they're looking for a look, they're looking for something and, uh, you can be great at it. And sometimes it just doesn't work. And, you know, those were two of many others that were, were close to being, um, big, big opportunities for me. But, you know, I, I think, uh, I think it all worked out for the best. I'm happy where I am. I mean, I, I have to say that, right? I, but it did. I really, I really think it did. But it got to be optimistic. You got to feel like you're you're in the right place. And so I, I do feel like I'm I'm where I should be, and uh, would have loved to be in those those movies and or the movie and show. But um, you know, it is what it is. It's it's where I have video from the directors or casting directors of like your your rehearsals or, or auditions with Ben Stiller, or Frankie Munez, or. 
that's they they own that stuff and you don't have that there was no uh depends uh, they they're they're definitely i don't have most of them i do have a, a box at my house of all of these vhs tapes of all of the things i was in uh which i haven't watched in, in i mean oh, at least a decade so I, I probably i've actually been thinking about getting a uh a, a vhs player so i could vhr to like watch them mm-hmm. um which i've been thinking about but i don't know if there are i i do remember the, the ben stiller interview there was no there was no tape it was just us and, and the director um i don't remember the other ones honestly but i do remember that one i remember those are one of those moments that you remember how you know when you meet someone like ben stiller who is couldn't be friendlier nicer great awesome guy um you know you just remember those encounters you remember the good and the bad and everything else sort of is just like somewhere in the middle you know so i, I want to talk about your venture uh just one moment but i'm so fascinated by you mike so many questions here so growing up in southern california did you have any classmates who were uh, also child actors or famous or children of really famous people successful yeah so yes so i went to campbell hall which is a private school in the valley and it's uh very very common um a lot of the private schools actually my brother and i went there originally because they were pretty flexible with actors with with child actors um and they would allow us to go work on set and stuff like that and so there were a number you know a number of different actors and and celebrities and people all around i don't know if i'm like supposed to or not supposed to share the name so I won't just because I don't know how that works. Um, but uh, I'm sure you could find out if you looked it up. It's it's really interesting. I mean, it's it is it's also just part of LA as a whole. Like you just get you're just around a lot of that all the time. Yeah. If you if you're in the right area or you know the right people or you're like me, you're just involved in that you know world just from the get go. Well, I, I just put a Campbell Hall alumni Wikipedia. Well, there, there you go. I'm sure you could rattle yeah. off some crazy names. I don't know if I've ever heard of these people. Uh, Ashley Olsen, Elizabeth Olsen. Mary- oh, I've heard yeah, of the Olsen Olsen. sisters. I, you might have heard of them. Yeah, so Mary Kate and Ashley, they graduated uh, years, I mean, seven or eight years, or not even four or five years before I got there. And then Elizabeth, uh, she was, I think, three years older than me. I'm, I, I, was not, I didn't know her personally, but I knew friends of friends. Um, I mean, Dakota Fanning was in my grade. I can say that one because that one you could find in this half second uh, was a good friend um, in high school. Um, you know, it's uh, it's really interesting to, you know, to, to kind of look back on that experience of being in a world like that because most people don't experience that sort of stuff. And I didn't really connect those. I didn't, I didn't not connect those dots. It's just not something I think about, you know, when you go yeah. somewhere else and you go, live in a different part of the country or world that they're not around that all the time. Like I happen to be, which was, you know, I guess somewhat by chance. Wasn't Dakota Fanning the child uh, actor, actress who, I think they, they're like homecoming queen or, or they, it was. Yeah, I think she, something I very think normal. she was. Like, like in a fun way, it was like, oh, oh yeah, you're a normal teenager too. Like, she, yeah, she, she was, I think she was cheerleader at one point. She did, I mean, yeah, she was, I mean, it was, Dakota's, I mean, great. We, we had, I mean, our friend group and everybody, it was, it was very normal. Again, that was like not a weird thing. It was just like a part of what it was. And I think, we honestly, I, I look back at that too and be like, you know, we actually had a pretty normal, I mean, normal with a, probably an asterisk, but we had a, as much of anyone else, like the same basic things you would do in high school, the same, you know, there's not, there wasn't anything like wildly different about what we did. Uh, it was, I would say it was pretty, it was good. I mean, looking back on it, there's, there's good, there's bad and there's, you know, but most of it, I would say like, I turned out okay. And that's not always the case when you talk about child actors, unfortunately, that's a common thing that comes up and, you know, that's one of the first things people are like, oh, well, you're, you're, you're like normal. I'm like, well, 
maybe not. I'm trying to be. I'm pretending to be at least. Uh, but no, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's you're right. Maybe if you would have got one of those bigger, like you would be in rehab now if you got one of those big roles. I, you, you know what? We'll, on, or who knows? We'll never know, and I'm glad we'll never have to answer the question. So we'll just we'll let that we'll let that go. So at your school, there'd be like a pop star in the choir, and then uh, famous actors in the school play, and yeah. <laughs> I, I, yes, the answer is yes. It, it, it was it was a lot like that, but again, it was it was sort of just something we were used to. I mean, it was just something that wasn't that strange once you're in the environment that that happens all the time. Thank you for talking about your your uh, previous life as a child actor, Mike Weinberg. I learned so much. Yes, yes, you're welcome. I, I you know what? It, it's a little cathartic to talk about it. You know, I don't I don't talk about it very often, and so you know, it's uh it's nice. It's nice to talk about. Just relive some old memories, you know. Some Have you ever been approached by VH1 or, or any anyone to like talk about it or uh, some reality show or something? Or no. like, no, I'm I'm not I'm not at that level by any means. Uh, and I would I'm glad that I'm still just somewhat relevant uh, in some some in the smallest but some capacity, you know, the smallest capacity. But so right now you are president founder of Moonlight Venture Group. And Nightscape. I'm never going to explore nightscape.com. And when can we go in person? When's the big opening? The, goal, the fall is, is the goal. Um, you know, we don't know exactly, as, as anyone who is in Nashville or been in Nashville recently, the, the, the construction, the building there is just absolutely incredible. Um, it's amazing what that city's transforming into. And because of that, there's a lot of demand. And so we don't know exactly how long it's going to take to get everything built, put together. We are on, you know, on pace for this fall. And, you know, the goal is to open definitely this year. And I think that that's very likely to happen, but I just don't want to give an official date till we know. Um, but we're just, we're so excited. And I think with the way that, you know, COVID is, is finally really moving in a great direction. Vaccines are, are moving in a good direction and we just feel great about where things are going to be this fall. And, you know, I think people are just excited to get out and do something. And, you know, um, there's, there's some really, really cool experiences, dining events and experiences, sports watching parties that we're doing, um, we're doing workout active classes like spinning or yoga in the morning, different activations. And all of these are in different worlds with different immersive audio and lighting that is programmed for the experience. And so it's really this extraordinarily immersive and uh, multifaceted concept that I think people are going to be really excited for something different like this, especially when they haven't traveled in over a year. You know, we can take people to different places around the world, outside the world, imaginary places. We, we are going to do that. And so I think that that to me, is going to be really, really exciting. And uh, so far talking to people, it just feels like there's just so much, you know, appetite for something like that. And uh, I just, I'm so excited to be able to bring that to Nashville. Uh, is there going to be live music? If there's someone listening who's an artist, can they perform or if they're a DJ, they want to spin? Yeah, yeah, no, there, there will be opportunities for that. You know, we're still figuring out the programming and how it's going to work. I mean, with something so unique, like what we're doing, you know, the, the way the content, the calendar and everything sort of pieces together. Um, it, it'll change month by month. Opportunities will change. Um, yeah, I mean, there will be live music. It's not a concert venue, um, you know, but we really wanted to preserve 12th and Porter, you know, the, the structure, the infrastructure, it's all there. Um, you know, we get to bring it, you know, back as an entertainment venue uh, and really keep it sort of in that entertainment experience, music sort of focus but sort of breathing new life to, into it, evolving it into something new and exciting and different, uh, but still maintaining that same sort of heritage um, and paying homage to it. So um, it will be really exciting. It will have music. It will have all of those components and it will have a lot more, which is what I'm really, really excited about. I was going to ask if someone would have a, a wedding reception, could they? But I feel like this would be perfect for like a rehearsal dinner, like a night before the wedding or an after party maybe. 
it, it, it could be all of the above. I mean, I, I think we'll have weddings. I know we'll have, you know, after parties. Um, you know, we, we want to get bigger artists in to do after parties and merchandise pop-ups and do, you know, concert showcases and number one parties and all of that kind of stuff in the music industry. Um, and then, like you said, I mean, social corporate events, you know, a lot of corporate events in Nashville. Um, we could be a, a perfect uh, complement to someone's large convention or be sort of a focal point for something smaller. So, there is, there's so much opportunity with what we're doing. And uh, I think the kind of beauty of it is that we, we offer the opportunity to do anything in the private space. Uh, and then we also are offering the chance for customers, clients to come in to all of our public events and, and buy tickets to these different events and experience all these different things. So it will always be something new and exciting happening there. We're always going to do something fresh and creative. And uh, I'm just so excited that there's a platform that allows us to create and do those sorts of things. Are you looking for any partners? Like, I'm just thinking of the, yeah, the potential Major League Baseball team in Nashville where they, their ownership is, you know, bringing in Justin Timberlake, your stepdad. Um, <laughs> right, right. Justin Moore. Yeah. And, and, other, and Eddie George, former, you know, star for the, the Titans and so on. So are you looking for partners, anyone to collaborate with you? Yeah, 100%. We are, we're actively actually in that process right now. And so if there, if there are brands out there, if there are people who want to do a pop-up with their brand or they want to do some unique kind of show or experience, a week-long kind of thing, we, we're open to all those conversations. Like I said, the, the beauty of the concept and the platform that we've created is that it month to month, it could be something completely different. It can always change and do something new and exciting. And so we'd love anyone who wants to reach out, anyone who wants to you know um, talk to us, go to explorenightscape.com. We have info at explorenightscape.com. Uh, com is the email that will come to us. Um, it's also, there's a, there's a contact form on the site that you can go to. And then also Instagram at explore nightscape has a lot of content and cool stuff on there too. So any of those ways to get in touch with us, if there's any interest in, in utilizing what we're putting together. Do you have any dream celebrity that you would, or politician or public figure, you would love to just, just to show up and do a selfie and tag you guys in social media. Like this is the time to use your child actor card or, or your time at CAA. Like, is there anyone, is there anyone you would love to just say, hey, they're just, they're stopping by. Hey, what's up? Uh, I would say, well, the interesting thing is, so the thing that really turned me on to this sort of live thing is when I saw Daft Punk in concert in 2007, one of the most incredible, you know, transformative events in my life and seeing that show. And so my dream has always been that before we open, and this might be a private thing for, for me or for our group, and maybe we'll do it public if we can, but I've always wanted to do like a Daft Punk concert in there. And obviously they wouldn't be there because they just retired. Um, but, uh, you know, to be able to experience that again in the most realistic form that exists, which would be my own form, probably again, private, maybe I can't wait to do that. Um, in a more public way, I don't know. I don't know yet. There's a lot of artists and DJs and, uh, that I think would create these incredible, incredible events for us. And I've been thinking about it, but I mean, we're, the coolest thing is that we can really customize it to whatever they want it to be or in tandem with whatever we collectively think it should be. And so, you know, an artist can come and we can recreate their childhood backyard and they can play in, in front of that, or they could play, you know, it's artists who wants to play on Mars. We can make them play on Mars. You know, it's really kind of a, uh, there's not a lot of um, things that we can't do. It just comes down to, you know, who wants to do what and what we can, what we can produce. And it's, um, it's really, really, again, exciting. And I'm so thrilled to be able to bring people in to see this. I'm just trying to put myself in your, sh I, I cannot wait to see it in person too, man. 
let me know when it is. I want to be there. I want to be there like before the grand opening. Like I want to be you, just you, the doorman. I want to just be just, there to help you out. Just for you. Just for you. We'll, we'll, we'll bring you in. You can be the doorman uh, and uh, for nobody because we won't be open yet, but you can still <laughs> be there. And I'll let you come in and do a quick lap. Thank you. I, I'm putting myself in your shoes. Like, is there anyone's number you have in your phone or you're just, you're, you know, if you were bold, you were having a bunch of drinks, you're like, man, I was in, I was in scrubs, Zach Braff. Let's just text him, give him a call, see if he wants to stop by or, or collaborate or partner, or maybe we can do a showing of garden state and create a garden here. Or, like, is there any really famous person in your phone where you're like, should I text? Should I call or not? And you're just, you're not sure. Uh, you know, let it I off don't, your chest and you never know what happens. I don't know. I, there's no one that I, I mean, now I'm going to think about it because you put that on my radar. I'm, I'm, um, like you, you were the main actor in Life as a House with Hayden Christensen, Kristen Scott Thomas, Kevin Klein. The list goes on. Come on now. I'd I mean, be so tempted talk- that this is the time to put in a favor. This is your baby. I know. It, it, will, it will come. Uh, I, will, I will think of somebody and I will. You know what? Let's, let's do a part two. On that part two, <laughs> I will have that ready for you. I don't have anything off the top of my head. Um, but I, I will continue to think on it. I mean, maybe the I, best I, is, I have you ever spoken with or met Macaulay Culkin since you both played Kevin McAllister? I have not, you know, that's always one of the first questions people ask me. And, uh, what I did was completely independent from what he had, what he had done with it. They were just completely separate things. So never came up Would love to meet the guy just because, you know, seems like a good, good guy. Seems like a cool guy. Um, so. but no, I never, never met him. Um, unfortunately, but it, it is one of those things that, Again, comes up all the time. You never know. One day it's going to happen. It just have, it'll probably be one of those things, too, that everyone thinks, oh, there's some plan. We'll like run into each other at like a Starbucks on the street or something and be like, I, I, I will be like, you know, we have, we have something here. And he'll be like, I'm sorry, who are you? Be like, okay, let me, let me show you something real quick and then you'll, you'll know what I'm talking I'll, about. I'll see what I, you know, I've made some pretty crazy things happen. I mean, you were a co star with Brenda Song and Sweet Life is Zach and Cody and Brenda is married to Macaulay. They just had a baby together. Man, what if we did a, like a Home Alone marathon at your venue? Again, I won't watch it. I actually, I, I pretty much refuse to watch myself. Um, <laughs> it's just one of those things that just like some people like, you know, singers will listen to themselves over and over again. I just, I critique myself. I look at it and I was like, oh, I could have done that better. Oh, I could have <laughs> done that better. I could have done that better. Uh, so I will, I will probably be in the other room, but I w- if anyone <laughs> wants to do that, you know, honestly, not, not the worst idea. I, I hadn't thought about that actually until you just said that, you know. That's what I'm here for. Maybe. Would, yeah, so you haven't thought about doing any acting like you're done even if there's an opportunity where you're living in nashville for a, a commercial just a one-day shoot if something i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't say no to it i mean i could i could do it again i just it is not it is uh, i would say sort of last on my not last it's it's just it's not the top of my priority list these days so uh okay so you went to college university of michigan ann arbor right yes business yep. school and then right after that you moved to nashville worked at caa that's correct. Yeah. So, so me, I was actually did music business, uh, at the university of Michigan, not in the business school. Um, I was in Ann Arbor for about four years and then I moved down to CA and worked there for about three and a half years. Um, which was, you know, what, what an incredible introduction to the music industry and the number of people you meet, the friends, the, the, you know, the network that you build is pretty incredible. And really without CA, I would not have been able to get to this point. Um, and even in all the music industry, I mean, all the, the, the other agencies, my friends that work there and other places, it's a, truly a a pretty awesome, um, pretty awesome group of people that I've got to meet. And, you know, there's, there's a reason why Nashville is doing what it's doing, because there's a lot of good people, a lot of interesting things happening. And it just feels like sort of the it place to launch cool things right now. And so I left uh, in 2018. Actually, you know what, I totally forgot. 
today is the three year anniversary of me starting to work on it today. Three years. It was wow. Earth Day. I remember that, uh, which was 2018. Um, yes. So it's been a long road, but uh, we were actually supposed to open last year, a different location, but with COVID, we had to close, close it down and, and um, re-strategize. Better location now. Like it was- this is, this is, this is the dream. I mean, what we've got here and the location, the opportunity and the timing and the partners already, it's just, it's, it's incredible. And so it all works out for a reason. And so anyone who's out there, who's, you know, doubting what they're doing or unsure and the advice that I get from my advisors, from my mentors uh, as an entrepreneur, as well as really anything you're doing for me is specifically just keep going. Don't stop. Just don't stop. Just don't quit. And it is, it is incredible that optimistic attitude waking up, even when it's so hard, you don't even want to get out of bed, which happens all the time. Um, you put that sort of mental, you know, awareness around what you're doing and say, I can do this. And it, it, it happens. I mean, it really does. I mean, I'm watching it happen live just by really persevering and, um, it's something that I'm, I'm really passionate about telling people now because I've had such a three-year ride yeah. that has been just absolutely wild, you know? So uh, at CA, who were some of the musicians you worked with? What were you doing? So, were you booking concerts? Yeah. So I worked, I worked as assistant in the concert tours and booking. Um, and so I worked on first couple of years, I worked on electronic acts, uh, Grizz, Chainsmokers, Pretty Lights, um, Cheat Codes, uh, a lot of that stuff. I worked on Moon Taxi as well. Um, from that first two years. Then the second two years was a lot more in the pop space. Uh, Demi Lovato, Charlie Puth, you know, Megan Trainer, all those types of acts. And I was just working, uh, again, it wasn't my, they weren't my clients. They were just, so I was assisting and helping with it. Um, and doing the sort of pop landscape and the electronic landscape, very different things, but you learn so much about how, what people are looking for, what they want, how it works, how all the different pieces and how they fit together. And you just learn a lot. You just learn a ton about, you know, what, what is going on in the industry that is, um, you know, it makes it tick because it's, it is really unique as you know, how everything kind of functions. It's just, it's not your everyday industry. It's, you have to really, I think social awareness is a really important thing to understand kind of what's going on around you. Yeah. Here's my last question for you. Yeah, man, you've had, you're like 18. You've had so much life experience. Look at you. I mean, at the Ross Business School, University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, CAA rubbing shoulders with Demi Lovato and Charlie Puth, rubbing shoulders with just uh, amazing uh, fellow actors and directors, producers. I mean, you were side by side with Ben Stiller doing table reads, causing trouble. So your whole life, all these amazing, successful people like yourself that you're rubbing shoulders with, what would you say is the one common denominator? What's the one ingredient why them over other people are just successful? Like what's the it factor, would you say? Yeah, love that question. Uh, just to caveat, all those things sound make it sound so much cooler. I was mostly on like at a desk, you know, I wasn't rubbing shoulders with those artists, but it is a, uh, I, I know what you're saying. And I did, I did see a lot. I did definitely, you see, and you you fly on the wall a lot of the well, time. Well, their whole teams, um, their management, their the publicists, like everyone, like they're all, if they're not doing it, you know, they're fired. So they're all, everyone in their orbit, I would assume is high achievers. And- I would say- I think the number one thing that I noticed the most is hard work, determination, and sort of strategic thinking. And I say that because, you know, there are a lot of really talented people out there doing talented, you know, really amazing things. Um, but they, they don't have the ethic, the work ethic to get to the next step. And sometimes you're like, how can, I can't believe that person made it, or I can't believe that person did this. And you really look at it and you see that they, had this sort of mindset of, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to keep going and keep figuring out the next right thing to do. Because ultimately the other thing that I noticed is most people don't really know what they're doing. They're just figuring it out along the way. I mean, it's truly, you know, there are definitely people I've met that I'm like, 
that person knows what they're doing. But there are so many people that truly are just figuring it out, but they're smart and they're working hard and they care about what they're doing. And the word that I, I'll leave it on this, the word that I've really integrated into what I'm doing every day and what I think is a very common denominator between these other individuals or groups are is intention. Being really intentional and thoughtful about each step and how to approach it and how you talk to someone and how you treat people. And, you know, I met some wonderful, worked and met some wonderful people along the way that were so, you know, integral in helping me understand how to treat people and how the relationship is everything. And it's so much more important to treat people with respect and, you know, do your best to, to kind of always be on a good, you know, good standing with people. Uh, that's as important as anything else. As simple as that for anything in life. So you're saying just treat yep. people how you want to be treated and don't be scared of failure. Like have, make that fuel for your engine. Like learn from the mistakes. Excite, excite, it's excitement. Excitement. Yeah, it is. Um, that is definitely, and that actually leads me to one other last thing that I've really noticed. And it is through all these different industries and things that I've worked on, there are patterns in everything we do. I mean, it is, it is incredible how some kind of advice or something I've gotten translates into four or five different industries or a different way of approaching relationships it is these things that you notice or you pick up that are so transferable. And I think the more people are, but just put that in your, it's like when, when you, Someone says something to you and then you start seeing it everywhere. It's that idea. But if you're thinking about it from a, an aspect of how can I, you know, move forward in my career or relationships or whatever it is, I notice that is extraordinarily common and transferable. And the more you look for it, the more you can see how you can apply it to other things. I think that's why uh, like former athletes are so successful. Like just as business owners or entrepreneurs, they're just, they're used to striking out. Like even if you're, yep. yeah, if you're hitting 300, like three out of 10 times is a hit. Like, that's amazing. That means you're failing seven out of 10 times or something. So it's just, just going through that wall, be positive and treat people how you want to be treated. Just be a good treat person. How you, Come it, on. it really, it really does pay off. You know, it just, it just always comes back around in a good way. It does. Uh, I, at least I think so. I mean, I feel like it is. We covered so much ground here. Mike Weinberg, president and founder of Moonlight Venture Group and Nightscape. Can't wait to check it out. Hopefully this fall, explore nightscape.com to stay connected. Where can we follow you on socials and just stay connected and support you and make some noise with you, Mike? Mostly Instagram at Mike Weinberg, uh, W-E-I-N-B-E-R-G. You know, it's, it can be troublesome to spell. Uh, or, and if you go to at Explore Nightscape or at, um, or you go to the website, you'll, you'll see, you'll be able to find me around there. Um, and yeah, please reach out, say hi. Like I'd love to, you know, anyone that's interested in talking about any of this stuff, I'd love to talk about it. So um, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Sam, for having me. And thanks everyone for listening. Anytime. Can't wait for uh, you and your band to come in the studio when uh, COVID goes away. Wait, do you play any instruments? I play drums, but I haven't Boom. played in a long time. So it would be a very, it would be a very, very poor uh, recording that you'd be playing. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate it.